Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now. And if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. It's Mackie. And since the Judd's Hockey Show crew doesn't let me actually come on their show and spew my hockey takes, I'm here to tell you about one of my favorite companies, Federated Mutual Insurance Company, which is all about helping your business reach new levels of success through risk management. Find out more about how Federated can help protect your business at federatedinsurance.com. Federated, where it's our business to protect yours. Hockey, yeah, yeah. My favorite, it's Judd's Hockey Show. All right, Judd's Hockey Show. 4-3 loss to the Senators uh, by the Wild tonight in a game where they rallied three times, couldn't rally a fourth time. It's Olgad and Declan Goff. Um, after the Wild beat the Edmonton Oilers convincingly on Sunday, they play what is really... Uh, I think the Senators are... A team that's coming They're around. They're pesky, and I like them. I, I actually think that they are uh, on the right track, but they certainly are not in the Wilds' class, and the Wild goes on the road and loses this game. First period, extremely disappointing, but let's start Let's start out, Declan Goff, with the elephant in the room. Okay. Talk about goaltending. Um, again, Cam Talbot is not, I don't think, why this team lost this game. Um, the last goal didn't look like a great goal, but in Cam Talbot's defense, uh, Shabbat's second goal of the game hit, yeah, hit, and it basically wrote up, uh, Kalen Addison's stick. And as Talbot was going down to make, uh, the save that he thought was come, the puck was coming at, at him. It wrote up Addison's stick and I believe beat him high on the blocker side. That being said, as I wrote in the piece that um, I did a couple days ago um, in saying that the Wild might want to explore goaltending options for the trade deadline, Cam isn't maybe actively losing you games. That's unfair to say. No, but but he's, not, but he's not winning you games right now. So what was your review of uh, Cam Talbot's performance in the Wild's 4-3 loss to Ottawa? You know, certainly could have been better. Uh, the first period, I think, kind of really sunk them because they came out in the second and looked damn damn good. Uh, uh, Kevin Fiala was on fire in the, in that 15 minutes there in the second period. But then for them also yep. to let in a softy kind of towards the end of the second period just kind of takes the wind out of the sails. It's like you took a spoonful of salt after you had a really strong second period. Um, Talbot is just... I don't know. I, I, I don't look at this performance as an overreaction necessarily from how I've seen from Talbot. I think it's it's just who Talbot's been this season. Um, he's fine. Like I, th- This loss isn't completely on him, but if you're the Wild and you have cup aspirations, you should beat the Senators, dude. 
Like you, you shouldn't be going into Ottawa and struggling your way and having to claw back your way to get two points against this Ottawa team. Yeah, they're pesky and they're not as bad as maybe we think they are, but you got to beat these teams. And for Cam Talbot, I think to kind of have a shakier performance tonight, yeah, not exactly a vote of confidence, I think is probably the best way to sum it up. He looks like, um, to your point there, like a goaltender who is not playing with confidence. He does not look there. There is a certain lack of swagger there. There, there is a certain, I don't know. Um, there's just, there's something that looks to, to be and, and has been for a while now when it comes to Cam Talbot that looks to be off. And it's not that he's submarine games and it's not that he's brutal, but um He's playing with almost a lack of confidence. And the goal that you're referring to that actually put the Senators up 3-2 at the time came at 16-22 of the second period. The Stutzla goal, which was a which was a shot that um, went off Hartman's skate, or boot of his skate, I think it was, and went to Stutzla, who put the puck by Talbot. And again, you know, the problem decks with with goaltending and and we can trace this conversation really uh easily back to Devin Dubnik. The problem with the entire conversation is this and it's almost um cousins esque. Well, it's not really his fault, but right? Like it's not really his fault. Like that's a tough play, right? Like that's yeah. a tough save. And so it's not unless the goaltender just stinks. It's not like this cut and dry conversation of he's no good, he's good. It's uh, shades of gray here, and I think it's what you decide that you have to have, especially come playoff time. Um, what's an acceptable good goal, and what and at what point do you draw a line and say, okay, that's a tough save, or that's a tough play, or that's a tough break? But said goaltender, if this team is going to be as successful as possible and get through a playoff series, for instance, has to make the save, right? So it's a really difficult discussion because I think it's far more nuanced than just Cam Talbot is not playing well and there's a problem, or conversely, Cam Talbot's playing great. And it's this sort of in the middle about what the expectation should be. And look, the Wild came out tonight. They were awful. The first period was awful. They looked absolutely terrible. And, and, um, Zuccarello did not play. He's hurt. It sounds like it's not a long-term thing, which is good news. They shuffled the lines. I get that, but okay, yeah, guys get get hurt. Um, that's going to happen in the regular season. It's going to happen in the playoffs, but it's not an excuse. It's not like, well, I mean, Matt Zuccarello didn't play against the centers, and so you are screwed, right? Um, but on Talbot, I just I think it's a very nuanced, interesting discussion because in approximately a month, March twenty first is the trade deadline, and that's that's one spot where if you're sort of comfortable but not entirely comfortable, you could be out of the playoffs really quickly. Yeah, that that's the conundrum. Uh, Billy Guerin gets the face here, and does this team need a center potentially? Does this team need maybe one more defenseman just to make you feel good about the overall group? Sure. But of all those positions, does one of those two make the bigger difference that finding an answer at goaltending does? Does does finding the actual goaltender that you can be confident in and relying on, right. can that carry you to the postseason? And typically that answer is yes. Um, 
I, I would love if Claude Giroux got here. I would love if they could find one more big body to kind of help if there's an injury or just to give them more size in general on the blue line to make things easier. That'd be great. But if Marc-Andre Fleury is there to be had, I think you got it. I think you got to pick up the phone and see if it's worth it. Um, it's the one position that is, it's random. It's hard to quantify year to year on success. There's only a few that are really elitely good. And then the rest, it's kind of a crapshoot. But I think at this point, the more games you're going to see as we get closer to what the March 18th deadline here, which is less than a month away for the NHL, the one thing that makes you feel good is goaltending. I'll, I'll say this for Dubnik. When even though they traded for him and he saved their season, he started the 38 games, he played too much, blah, blah, blah. Once you got him, there was a belief that, oh, wow, I feel better about that position. In the moment, you felt better about that position. That season, yes. That season, specifically. Oh, yeah. So let's just you did take that same example and apply it to this season. Yep. And Mark, from Marc-Andre Fleury's side, and actually I believe Devin Dubnik too was a UFA going into that season that they acquired him because he signed a six-year contract that summer, and it was kind of this ridiculous negotiating tactic that he started 39 games after playing for four teams in the last 12 months, but he still gets like a, a decent six-year contract in the offseason. Mm-hmm. I'm not asking the Wild if they acquired Marc-Andre Fleury to then give him a multi-year contract who's 37, 38 years old and probably has a few years left in his NHL career. But I think at this point, you have to figure out, is there another goalie that gives us a confidence boost? And to be honest, if there's one to be had, it's Marc-Andre Fleury. And it might also not cost you significant assets. You're not going to get them for pennies, but it might not cost you a first-round pick. It won't cost you a top prospect. You might be able to get this guy, and you could plug him in and make you feel a lot better about that position. Yeah, and on Talbot, again, it looks to me like he's not playing, and this has been true for a while now. He's not playing with confidence. Like it's not—he's not a disaster, but there's there's a there's a certain goaltender swagger that, that a guy has or does not have, and Talbot does not have that. And I think when you are going into this portion of the season, and then more importantly, when you get to the springtime in the playoffs, if you don't have that, it permeates the roster. Like like you need your team to have a confidence there. Like there needs to be a, a game one confidence. And because I always felt that that, that especially uh, come playoff time came back to bite the wild in the butt on Dubnik because he didn't have that. And then you'd get the inevitable fluky Dubnik goal, right? And it would be throughout the building and throughout the bench. Here we go again, Devin. Thank you very much. Um, Flurry. What he brings is, playoff experience and a swagger. He's going to have that. And and I just think there are certain positions in sports where it's incredibly important that that person has the ability to, to at least give the appearance of I've got this, right? I've got this flurry at, at his best has that. Um, so yeah, I just, the more I watch, the more I watch Talbot and combine that with, with the fact that, that you've been on the season-long statistical trend of this ain't great, the more I grow concerned. Um, the center position, though, Dex, is a very intriguing one, and here's why. And I, I'd be curious what, what the advanced stats say about this player. Ryan Hartman seems like he's really come back to earth. Um, he was 
magical for a portion of uh, this this season. He played great. It feels like he has sort of regressed now. And I don't know if the advanced stats agree with that observation. That is purely eye test. Um, but I can't say that I'm not unconcerned because, again, if you're going to address goalie, I don't know that you can – I don't know at the deadline with your assets and what you want to do trade-wise, how much you can address at one time. But it feels like Hartman has definitely – um, returned to being himself, which is not a bad player, but it's certainly not the player that I felt like I saw earlier this season. Well, let's just look at just normal, regular statistics here for Ryan Hartman. The last 16 games, so dating back to uh, January 6th, the, the game after the Winter Classic, when the Wild basically went on a run there throughout the majority of that timeline where they are playing damn good hockey. 16 yeah. games for Ryan Hartman, four goals, four assists. So And playing also 19 minutes a night. Yeah. So nothing really to ride home about. And you could probably make a case if you're playing almost 20 minutes a night, you should probably have more offensive input than that. Yeah. Uh, so just traditional statistics aside, yes, he's he's definitely regressed hard to the mean, which was inevitable. The dude was not like, I didn't know how he was doing it. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Marcus Foligno. And, and hey, Marcus Foligno's also cooled off here. These statistics that say, wow, they continue to score goals. I mean, look at him before. He was scoring like crazy. He's the best bargain in the NHL, and all that can still be true. But he's cooled off. Um, But I still feel confident that Ryan Hartman's game in the playoffs will translate. And by translate, Judd, I don't mean he's going to then find the offensive output. I just like his game in the postseason. I think he can play play a game that is fine and you can feel comfortable with going into the playoffs. Now, does he have a tall task and high expectations playing with Kirill and Matt Zuccarello? Of course he does. So I'm not trying to give him a free pass that, oh, he's fine. But I know what I'm going to get out of him in the playoffs, and he can also play a grittier game where if he's not scoring points, I'm okay with it. I'm cool with it. Uh, but you're right. He's definitely regressed a little bit. What what I find hilarious is, because I've seen more and more of this from our YouTube audience. If you're watching this, by the way, thank you for watching Judd's Hockey Show. Hit the subscribe button for daily Minnesota sports entertainment right here on this Scorn Earth YouTube channel. Judd and uh, Mackie gave me crap the other day. They asked, uh, are you drinking whiskey this afternoon? That's what, they, that's what it looks like. This time it is. I oh, it is oh okay. okay. Ten hours later, now I've... I dipped, don't buy that. I think you. I think that, mm-hmm. that it, it was whiskey ten hours ago, okay. and it still is. Judd's drinking water, and he's going to tell you about his Libby experience later on in this mm-hmm. podcast right now, but we'll get to that in a minute. Um, Very soon, actually, yes. But, but I, I, I will say... A lot of the audience is asking for, well, you guys keep flip-flopping. You say center, and then you say goaltending. That's and accurate. You say defense. That's and accurate. That's, and that's fine. Yeah, we're flip-flopping. And some people say, well, why not all of it? Why not go address all of it? Why not try to go get Claude Giroux? Why not try to go get Marc Andre? You want to give up that haul? Yeah. you want to, Billy ain't giving up that haul. Billy's not going to do that. But th- this is but that, that this is the fun part about the conversation. It's not about flip-flopping what we said four months ago. And and brief tease for Mackie and Judd on Thursday, Judd Zolgag. So, some, a listener DM'd me and, and gave me great inspiration for old tweets exposed, which we do. We expose ourselves yep. on Mackie and Judd. Well, We're not expected to do tweets. that. The tweets and the takes. Well, let's be very the careful. tweets and the takes. The we don't expose anything but the tweets and the oh, takes. Thank you. But you and I had some very, let's just call it, very tempered expectations for Kirill Kaprizov in our preseason predictions for this team. And you and I, I think, uh, might be exposed for what we said for tempered? a point total. Tempered? 
Tempered I said I said a hundred and something. Did you say a hundred something? I said I said like a hundred five. Well, I got some notes that uh, I get to dig in for the our, our preseason predictions. I think even you we and did I them. were still sleeping on them. Yeah, we were. But I, we just, did them, and I thought I said a hundred five, and you maybe. said like ninety eight. Maybe. Just let, let the audience know. Off. I'm just letting okay. the audience know okay. that, uh, that there um, might be something there. All right, so we have flip flopped on two weeks ago. We both said Giroux. And the center was at the trade deadline priority one. Okay, we then came back with I, I have flip flop to goalie. People are confused though. The defenseman, I said I have concerns there. I now do have concerns. I would like to see them get um, a big defenseman that can move the puck. Okay, but I've never said that that is priority one, and I don't think it's going to happen. So just to be clear here, I am not juggling three. What I'm saying is the defense, the the blue line, especially uh, now with Dumba out, has concerned me. But as far as the flip-flop goes on acquisitions and what I would like to see most, yes, I have gone from a center, which I would still like to see, but I fall into your camp in saying – Goaltending to me is more important. I have concerns about Talbot. I re- continue. I will continue to say I don't think it's fair to, to say. Well, just plug Capo in. Um, I don't think that. I don't think with the expectations for this team, which are going to be pretty high and should be pretty high, I don't think it's fair to pl- to just say. Well, Capo can play. Okay, we've seen him with pressure before. It wasn't pretty. So yes, I have done a flip flop to goaltender first, center second. Defense I have concerns about. I am under no illusion that I believe that they are going to or or have to go out and get a defenseman. So uh, I'm not sure if you, Declan, would like to clear up your flip-flop, mm-hmm. but that's my flip-flop. Goalie now one, that's correct. Yep. Center two. And then I just, in a different bin, talked about, and we talked about, defensemen. Yeah, I think that's fair. Uh, I I would say it's. I'm not interested in getting a defenseman. It's just it's not in my cards. I mean, it's I, not going to happen. So I, but but are you com- are you completely comfortable with yes. the blue line? Yes, See, I'm not. One hundred percent. I'm not. But there's not much I'm. Go- I think can right. be done. But, about but, it right, but 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 in terms of but in terms of what could be done and also moves to be had, I'm not going to lose. I'm not going to lose sleep if they don't get a defenseman. If, especially if and especially if they address their goaltending or they address their center, I'm not going to lose sleep over that. That's third on my list. It's, yep, it's, it's far right. down the pecking order. That's exactly what I'm saying. Um, so I, mean I, I can't be worried about it. I, I get it, but I, I think I'm not going to lose sleep over defensemen. Let me give you some. Um, I got All a right. DM from a, my from a reckless speculation idea from a uh, friend of the show, Hot Irvin, who uh, who listens to Judd's Hockey Show. He uh, DM me all of this, Judd, and. and Keep in mind, this is very reckless. This is just ideas from a listener. These aren't ideas from Judd and myself, but gotcha. he embraced the reckless speculation lifestyle. I want to give him credit here as Appreciate he listens it. to the show. This is my total reckless speculation. This one's very reckless, and it has about a 0% chance of happening, but let's, let's indulge in it. I'm listening. A first-rounder in Jordan Greenway to Pittsburgh for Evgeny Malkin. I don't know. Yeah, um, and Duhame, by the way, would move up to the Eck line. You would put Duhame. You would put Duhame then in Greenway spot on that line. First rounder Greenway for Malkin. I, I Pittsburgh's uh, 
Pittsburgh's pretty good. They're playing though. well, though. They're playing I, well. I don't think Pittsburgh would dump all. I don't think. I think the only way that Pittsburgh makes that trade is if they're not doing well and not a playoff team, and they are. Mm-hmm. So, so I don't think there's any way that Pittsburgh would make that trade. All right, second one from him. Second you? One this, uh, no, I think it's zero chance. Zero okay. chance of that. I just so don't see the trade. This one's fun from their end. I like this next one from Hot Dumba. And one of our D prospects and a third rounder. There's a lot there. So Dumba, one of our defenseman prospects, call it Kalen Addison. Let's call it. And a third rounder to Arizona. There are a few. Yep. For Jacob Chikrin. Not going to happen. under contract. It's going to cost you more than that. It's a lot, though, to give up. It is, but the Panthers are pursuing him, and I have heard the price is the price tag on Chikrin is going to be enormous. Mm-hmm. Um, his thought process there also dumb, I believe, has a place in Arizona, so he's kind of yeah, no. there. Arizona, it's interesting. interesting. Yeah, I think Arizona is going to get more. I think they're they're going to get a first. Like that trade would probably be Dumba a first round Dumba a first round pick, Addison and something else. It's it's going to be enormous. It's going to be a lot. The last one, and this one, I would do in a heartbeat. And in fact, I don't think I don't think Chicago hangs up on you. And, and you and I have actually, I think, thought uh, about this trade in the last few podcasts. He says okay. Talbot and a second round pick to Chicago for Flurry. I think they're going to want Capo. I keep saying that. I would do that in a heartbeat. Yes, I would do that. The Blackhawks though aren't good. The Blackhawks want talent. Talbot Talbot is a guy who who would hold a place. Uh, I would want Capo. And the draft pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, yes, but yes, I love that. I those are it. those are three ideas from Ha that I think are really interesting. The Talbot and second to Chicago, I would do. Yes, I, I I'm with you, Judd, that they probably would ask for Capo, but I I, I think are this you not is going to be. Capo? I would give. A, I would if right, but I'm just saying. Shove. Would, yeah, would, would you say no? No, I would not say no. I wouldn't I would, say no I, either. I wouldn't say no either for Flurry. I agree with that. You can find the Cam Talbots and the goaltenders of the world, um, and. As you have projected, and other people are much smarter than me, Jesper Walsett might be only a year and a half away, and I not years away kid. like I think he is. Yes, he looks like he um, is. Yes, he. What I in? I think I saw him in a game in the World Juniors before it got shut down. And I'm telling you right now, with his size, his style, um, his positioning, he is not as far away as most people project given what the ordinary trend is now for goaltenders. So I'm just saying if they would take Cam Talbot, yeah, done deal. I think with where the Blackhawks are being a scuffling team, trying to get prospects and future talent, I think that they would say a second round pick in Capo and I would make that trade. I would do it in RP too. But yeah, th- those are just the fun, reckless speculation That's a great ideas that job we get to, too, by the way. That, Bravo. That we, that we get to think about here. We, we get to think about Bravo. Not a sounder, but reckless speculation. Reckless speculation. Uh, Pittsburgh is uh, with 70 points in 52 games. They are in second place uh, to the Carolina Hurricanes, four points behind in the Metropolitan Division. So I don't see Pittsburgh making a trade that's going to upset their roster. That's not going to improve them immensely and um, get Jordan Greenway and a first round pick for Malkin to me, that would not make sense for them, but I applaud and I love the reckless speculation. Hey, speaking of statistics, I got a statistic for you, Declan Goff. Hit me. Uh, 30 plus pounds, wow. 30 plus pounds. And right now wow. you're saying, yeah, Judd, huh? What's that about? Well, 
you're, you are looking at the screen. Thanks to my friends at Livia Weight Control Centers. The guy on the left is uh, uh, 30 plus pounds ago. That's Judd. That's me. That's exactly right. I'm, I'm not looking so good there. I'm looking, I would say it's kind of call me jowly. Jowly. Um, the, the guy on the right, well, that's present day Judd. And let's just say that that young man is a good looking guy. Look at that. Look at that. I mean, he looks younger. He looks healthier. He looks happier. And now you're saying, Judd, quit talking about yourself and start telling me how I can follow in your path. Because if Judd Zolgad can drop 30 plus pounds, so can I. And you're exactly right. I want you to do it on the I did an eight week challenge where your first eight weeks are free. That's exactly right. I lost 26 pounds in that time. Your first eight weeks are free. Call today, 855. Go dot com. Spell it again. L-I-V-E-A is your ticket to weightloss.com. Check them out. Tell them Score North and Judd sent you. And by springtime... You're gonna look as good as the guy on yeah, the right. Bikini season, baby. You're gonna look exactly. No, 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 no. Don't do that to people. I, I will. I would never do. I would not do that. Um. So we we got a question here. Jameson says, "Do we want Giroux?" I think the answer is yes. Mm-hmm. I think what Declan and I are discussing here, though, is look, there are some holes here, and I think it's very realistic for the wild to number one, have playoff expectations, like not just first round and out. That was great. I think it's also realistic to say what holes can be fixed and and it can't be all. And so does Claude Giroux intrigue us? Thousand percent. Absolutely. If I have one trade bullet to fire though, um, I'm just telling you, more and more, and it's not just a recent trend. It's been documented by you, Dex, for really the duration of the season. The goaltending, to me, has surpassed center. So don't get us wrong here. We're we're not out on Claude Giroux or trying to improve the center position, but that doesn't mean that as we get closer and closer to the deadline and, more importantly, the playoffs, that our priorities have not changed. And I'm guessing Bill Garrett has the exact same concerns we do. Yeah. I, just looking at what Cam Talbot has done this season, he's just been exactly average. And last year he was playing at above average pace and he hasn't been a goalie in his career where he has sustained consistent year in year out consistency ever as being an above average goaltender. Uh, this year, just in traditional save percentage. Okay. And this is among goalies with at least 600 minutes played this season. So 1,600 minutes, do the math there. That, that's like 20-some games, 20-25 starts for a goaltender. Um, in, in traditional save percentage, he's 17th among 26 goaltenders. In goal saved above average, which is a statistic that basically takes league average shot percentage and league average situations, and it's a plus-minus of is this goalie allowing the, is, is this goalie stopping the pucks that he should be stopping? And right now, Cam Talbot is just above zero, which means he's stopping about one more pucks, one more shots that he should be stopping. That's also 17th among 26 goaltenders yep. in terms of high danger save percentage. So areas where it's crisis mode, these are places where goals are going to be scored. Can you get stops there? He's 21st among 26 goaltenders. Not exactly a vote of confidence there if you're Cam Talbot. 
Uh, and if you're a Wild fan, and whether you have a tandem, because Capo's playing better, and Capo is slightly better than Cam in those statistics, but also not overwhelmingly better than him either. Yep. So that's that's this weird area. Um, the funny thing about Flurry is, is Flurry has been decent and high danger save percentage, but th- this one's really interesting with Mark Andre Flurry. So natural stat trick uh, tracks average goal distance. So how far away was was the goal that you were giving up? Flurry's giving up goals at a further distance than any other goaltender in the NHL. Only Philip Grubauer has a has a has a lesser average distance that he's giving up on. So it means Seattle. he's giving up he's giving up goals in situations that are he should be stopping. They're coming from far away areas. But that also tells me Chicago's defense is pretty trashed. So they're oh, yeah. putting they're, they're, they're putting team. they're putting uh, they're putting Flurry in a situation where hey we're gonna give him a lane. Can you stop him? And Fleury can say, well, I, I can do so much, but I, I also need a little bit of help here. So you have to take all this with a grain of salt, too, because there isn't necessarily a goaltender that's overwhelmingly uh, available on the, on the deadline that's going to make you a Stanley Cup favorite. But I'll say that if they got Marc-Andre Fleury, I just I exhale. I exhale in a good way of, oh, my God, thank goodness they have Marc-Andre Fleury in net for them. If I had faith that Camp Talbot was the type of goalie who could get to the playoffs and flip a switch confident makes the big saves you know go back to last spring in the wilds seven game loss to the gold knights in which flurry started in that series every single game um it wasn't that he stopped every shot but you know what he did he made the timely saves like he made the big saves and if I thought that Talbot could flip a switch and do exactly that, I'd say, you know what? He's scuffling a little bit. But you know what he is, Declan? He's a money goalie. But I can't say that. And, and I'm just, I am trying to think of any way that the Wild does not, again, play the Blues in the first round and gets ousted. And we're all like, what happened? Oh, that's too bad. This team's too good for that. It needs to, it needs to be given a push, and I think every chance possible every chance to win that series and then to at least see what they can do against the abs who I'm guessing that they would play in the second round. Am I saying that they, they would win against the abs? Hell no. I have no clue. Probably not. Um, But I think if you go in with this roster as constructed right now, Dex, I think that the odds of you being bounced in the first round are higher than they should be given your production. And given the fact that, look, there need to be expectations here. Like, this is a good team. This team at times has played great. And, you know, far too often we we in this godforsaken sports state try and temper expectations, right? Well, I mean, that's a tough, that's a tough opponent. That's tough. This is tough. How can they beat this team? Whatever. Take your pick of excuses, which are, of course, um, often put out there by our brethren in the media, but I don't want excuses this time. I want results and I want to give you every single chance to, to get a positive result. And I don't think that the current goaltending situation as I watch it gives you that. If I just thought cam was in like a two week funk, I'd be like, Oh, that's fine too. But I don't, I think cam Talbot is who cam is, which is not bad, but we've seen not bad, you know, Let's call a spade a spade. Devin Dubnik was not bad at times. Um, 
eventually he, he was, but, and you know what he did? He failed. So I just, I want this team to have every chance. Hey, look, let's get to some in- interesting um, um, notes and stats from uh, tonight's game. In fact, okay. before, before we do that, I want you to talk about, I want you to talk about show boys and the finest underwear experience oh, that anyone on Mackie and Judd with executive producer Declan has experienced. Yeah. My, my bamboo fabric, man. I mean, I, I, I love, my performance and bamboo fabric brand from showboys.com. It's a Minnesota-based company, so it's just right here in our backyard in the state of hockey. And if you like hockey and you like being comfortable below the belt, well, then I got news for you. Showboys is the exact type of underwear that you're looking for. Maybe you're uh, skeptical about briefs. Maybe you're like me. I, I don't like briefs. I don't like being snug, as Randy from Cottage Grove says down there. That's not my thing. But then I tried on a pair of Showboys, and it blew my mind. And it's not briefs. It's not briefs. I need you to try them on to really get to, to right. understand what this yep. experience is Keep, like. Yep. Check them out. It's a Minnesota-based company, chillboys.com. You'll, you won't regret it. It'll change your entire outlook on underwear. Stat one on 2-22-22. Kevin Fiala, number 22 on the wild, and Declan Goff's uh, favorite player in the whole wide world when it comes to hockey, had a goal and assist was a plus one, but here's the stat as I look at the um, as I look at the sheet that stands out. Kevin Fiala tonight, Declan, eight shots on goal. Yeah, man, like five or sixes. Wow, that's a lot tonight. And I felt that he played a terrible first period. I mean, the whole team was off, but he turned the puck over. He didn't look sharp at all, but he came back eight shots on goal, and he played tonight twenty two oh three which was more than Kaprizov, who logged 2015 of ice time. Yeah, he was a beast tonight, dude. He uh, The second period especially. I know, yeah, he was a little lackadaisical there in the first 20 minutes, but you saw him absolutely flying up and down the ice. He had another opportunity before the first goal was scored where he almost cut the deficit in half on that power play um, and then even was skating with Kirill at 1.2 in, 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 in that second period. I thought he was the most noticeable player on the ice tonight. And you know what? It, even to me who defends him and loves his game, um, he's noticeable a lot for good and bad reasons. I thought he was one of the most noticeable players in the ice for the wild tonight against the senators. He was damn good. And this is uh, another fun area where Bill Guerin has to figure out, is there a way to keep him? Is there a way to pay him, keep him and to embrace him? Because I think finally, give him a big hug. Just give him a big hug and well, say, take, take our no, $15. Seriously though, seriously though it, it, it's always felt like, and especially the first 20, 30 games, he was in the doghouse. And Everson knows his game well. Garen probably knows his game enough now. I, I think finally they're leaning into him and embracing him. He hasn't been embraced. He has. He's always felt the need that I'm playing with. I'm playing. He said it in the in the before the season started. Yeah, I, I play with my head on fire. I'm pissed. I didn't get my contract. He plays like that because he hasn't been embraced. Um, and I think the Wild need to embrace him. Those goal scorers don't go grow on trees. I thought he had a great game tonight. Yeah, I'm getting closer and closer to the belief he has to be kept and if if that means Dumba gets traded which by the way I am not a fan of but if you if you have to make a decision between Dumba and and Fiala Fiala's skill set I'm getting closer to I think you've got to keep him um note two Mets Matt's Zuccarello upper body injury did not play tonight obviously got hurt against the Oilers. I don't recall seeing something weird, but um, Dean Everson saying post game tonight that Zuccarello expected to be back against Toronto. 
which to me, um, to backtrack to our conversation, Declan, on Hartman's play is extremely important because with Hartman playing like Hartman is now, if Zuccarello didn't, doesn't play, which he didn't tonight, Felino replaced him. But that line, for lack of a better term, looks sort of disjointed. And and Hartman's not playing great. Felino, and I don't don't know why, but you know that Felino Greenway Eckline um, doing its best fits like a glove. But conversely, Zuccarello and Kaprizov are peas in in a pod as far as the passing of Mats goes and um, Kaprizov's ability to essentially create off of that. So good news. It sounds like Matt Zuccarello back on Thursday at Toronto. The Wild plays Thursday at Toronto, and then they play Saturday at Calgary, and then I believe after that return home. No, that's good news because uh, Matt's has been a phenomenal – he's having a phenomenal season. Um, him and Kirill have a great chemistry together, and, and Matt's looks like the player he was in New York and even better with playing with someone like Kirill Kaprizov. And, look, Chris Kreider and, and the Rangers were, were a nice team towards the middle of the decade, but, I mean, he's playing with one of the best players in the world right now. And, yeah, hopefully that injury is fine. Um, and he also he means a lot to that room. Um, he means a lot to that room. He, he He's a very tight-knit guy. He's a little bit cantankerous sometimes from what I've heard behind the scenes, but cantankerous in a good way, not yeah, more with us in a negative his, way. Yeah. He just doesn't like me and Judd and other people, and I don't blame him. Who likes, you know, a lot he's of people. He's fine. He's a little bit fiery, and I think yeah. people in this town don't don't Understand like that, that as much. Weird. Well, I, I will say this. Zuccarello can come off as testy with us at times, but nobody, nobody – stood up like he did after the Wild lost its fifth consecutive game uh, to the Blues at Target Field and owned it like Matt's did. Like that night, he's like, this is embarrassing. He was great. He gave great, like like he was, this is not acceptable. And in that snapshot, Declan, you could see why why I think he garners so much respect and why he's so important. Because, like, that was captain stuff. That was like, this is going to end now, which I have always appreciated. I love when guys, they don't just own it, but they're like, I'm going to fix this BS. I, had, I, I love had, that. Uh, I had frostbite and was three beers in, so I don't remember what happened in the post game. You didn't come downstairs. No, I did not. Well, they didn't allow me. It was weird. Well, it's because you were drunk. Oh. Um, all right. Last thing. Question. Mm-hmm. Where did that John Merrill goal come from? Yeah. What? He wears four, and for a second there, he looked like Bobby Robert Gordon Orr. He looked like Bobby Orr. <laughs> Where did that else. shot? That I mean, that was not just sort of a nice shot. Yeah, that was um, that was a big time snipe, is what that was. That dude had no goals last season. I mean, I think he coming into this year. He's got what? how many now? In fact, here few. I'll look. A few. I've now. got a I mean, right here. He, he does have a, a few. He, he was a nice little addition in Vegas for a bit there. Montreal is fine. And, you know, he signs this nice multi-year contract after coming off the scrap heap. And I think you and I, when we signed him, said, who the hell is John Merrill? I think he's at four goals and 15 points now, yeah, if I'm he's, not mistaken. He's, and, the, and the stash, obviously. I mean, he... Yeah, but I mean, where did that... that no. Like, that yeah. was a big-time snipe. That's big, a hell of a shot. Big shot. Hell of a shot. Big time. All right, we're done. You you uh, t- tell folks where they certainly can consume the rest of our Score North materials, and I'm going to uh, close my computer down here. All right, yeah, hit the subscribe button.
right here for Daily Minnesota Sports Entertainment. This is Judd's Hockey Show. Judd Zolget. I'm Declan Goff. The hockey whisperer Phil Mackey sleeps and watches the Wild uh, from afar. He's, he's in Seattle. Watch the Kraken game. Yeah, yeah, he's doing Go to great. the Kraken, Phil. Yeah, yeah he's, he, he watches the Kraken. Islanders in talent tonight. I, but most importantly, he takes he takes the crystal ball and he understands what has to happen for the Wild. He he, he just, he, he's looking. Game. Don't let Judd. I'm not going to defend him. Okay. I'm not going to defend right. him. He called me. Your, he called you. He called you his dear friend on a radio station today, and now you're not even going to defend him. But all right. Sports dad's tough love, this. dude. Sports yes. dad's all about the tough I love. Known better. You're right. I should. Thank known you better. very much. No, I would love to go play. back to your cocktail. I would love. To, I would love to play the Bill Guerin clip, which for whatever reason is being picked up by other people. But uh, we won't do that because it's a loss. But uh, a we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens there. there. Pass shoot score. Bye, Sinatra. The South Dakota Stories, Volume Three. It was my first time traveling alone. Packed my car with hiking boots, a camera, and my dog, Randy. I don't know what I was searching for. Maybe it was something new with adventure. Maybe it was the idea of vacation I would never expect, filled with wildlife, national parks, rivers. Whatever it was I set out to find, it was all there and more. Because there's so much South Dakota, so little time. This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Get up to $200 off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. And take your workout to the next level with accessories like non-slip grip dumbbells, a heart rate monitor, cycling shoes, and more. Peloton, motivation that moves you. This limited time offer ends December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.